Welcome to this new episode of the Are You Listening podcast brought to you by New Amendment Geo. How goes it? What's up, man? I'm I'm all right, man. Uh, you know, me and Ron got a chance to do the Ron and Geo cast the other day. And, uh, How was it? The cast was good. You know, the the thought, buzz was I, crazy, yo. Like everybody, did. everybody was super excited to tune in. They got the a breadth of of different types of uh, platforms to be able to consume. There are you basketball now. Now I thought we did bro. all right. I thought we did all right. You know, considering it was our first time, we did the full game, no breaks, even during commercials. So like, I thought we did solid for our first time. But obviously. You know, we wanted a different result for for Rutgers men's basketball, so that was tough. But overall, it was it was a good time, and you know, overall, I'm good, man. How about you? Good, man. Uh, grinding. Uh, see the light at the end of the temp, of, of the tun- tunnel. Damn, can't speak right now. Tunnel. Um, considering we are in the final stretch of the season, can't believe it's here. Final game is concluded. Big Ten tournament this week, and then. It's going to be a nail-biter for the NCAAs, the NC2As this year for RU, man. So we'll get into that in a bit as well. Um, jumping into things, Rutgers concludes the season 18-3, and 10-10 and 10 in the conference. And, you know, sometimes, obviously, men lie, women lie. Numbers don't, but it can be very deceptive in the Big Ten when it comes to overall record and how good a team is all in all because of just how much each team beats up on one another throughout the year. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a battle. It's a battle. Uh, getting 10, 10 wins in this conference is a huge accomplishment. I know as of late, you know, they haven't really been playing up to Rutgers fan standards, I guess you could say. But this team has been battling the entire year. They get a guy like Mawad Mag go, go down with an injury. They got guys fighting through injuries right now. I know they said that Caleb didn't even practice the day before, you know, their last game against Northwestern. So it's a battle every day, man. And, and the good part about it is there's still basketball to be played. We still got we still got another game left, and, and 40 gets you 40 now, you know, at this point in the season. Yeah, Coach Steve Peichel kept mentioning how there's obviously different parts and new seasons within a college basketball year. Did he ever used to preach that in the locker room when you played? Obviously now that the Big Ten – you go from – out of conference to Big Ten in conference play, and then now to postseason tournament play, and then NCAA play. How did they used to delineate? I guess the different games throughout the course of a year for you guys when you when you hooped. New season, new season. That's what he would always say. Is you know, the, once you go from non conference to conference play, okay, this is a whole new season. Once conference play is over and you get to the Big Ten tournament, that's a new season too. At this point. Everything in the past really doesn't matter. It's win or go home. And and that's that's the only thing that matters in that moment. I know especially my freshman year when we weren't good, that was the main thing that we just kept saying. It's like, look, it, everything that happened throughout the season really doesn't matter at this point. It's either we win and we keep playing or we lose and our season's over. And that's just how you have to think about it at this point in the year. Yeah, for sure. Um, everybody's up in arms in regards to the, 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 the last couple – I would say maybe the final 10 games, it was a real difficult stretch for RU. Um, I know concluding, I believe, losing the last five out of six um, or whatever the the ultimate numbers are um, over the, the final couple games in the year. Uh, it also, to your point, does highlight and accentuate Mawat Mag's value to this team. But, I mean, do you think that was the only thing? 
um, that made things difficult. I know that the offensive ups and downs, the ebbs and flows um, has contributed to it. Um, what else do you think has been making things a little bit more difficult for RU? I think, I mean, it's definitely more than Mawai. It's got to be more than Mawai. And, and and I won't act like I got the inside scoop because I don't. I'm not, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in the practices. But you can see on the court, if you start watching guys' body language, when things are going wrong, you know, the, the pointing of the fingers, the shrugging of the shoulders, the hands up in the air, and you're starting to feel the, the tension. Like, guys understand the pressure that they're facing of trying to make the NCAA tournament, and instead of coming together, it seems like they're starting to break apart, and that's tough for a team. I mean, it's it's not easy. It's not easy, right, when you get to that get to that point. So I think that's we're starting to see some of that. But even, you know, people could say the offensive woes, like they scored 74 points against Minnesota. <laughs> it's not... They shot great from the floor. I'm looking at it right now. Where they, where they shoot? They shot almost 50% from the floor, 41% from three. So it's not it's not just the offense. I know against Northwestern, the offense looked really, really bad, but it's more than that, and, and guys are starting to kind of break apart, and, and at this point in the year, that's the last thing you want to see. It's a good segue, man. We'll get right <sighs> into the X's and O's of things, starting off with that Minnesota game. RU loses 75-74. Coming into the game, RU won the last six of eight contests against the Gophers. Um, no, my bad. They won uh, six of eight last games. Oh, six out of eight last games were on the road um, for RU. So it was just a difficult billing all in all. Um, just to, to clarify that, uh, they if they would have got a dub, it would have been the most Big Ten road wins in school history oh, wow. in a season. Um, and then obviously, it the the team's eleventh win in Big Ten play too, um, which would have been crucial. And then RU's first win at Minnesota since twenty twenty one. It's a really difficult place to play at the barn. It's just um, weird. It's a weird place to play, bro. The the Risen Court. Yeah, it just like doesn't feel right when you're there. <laughs> like, it doesn't feel right, bro. <laughs> it feels like a larger version of the College Ave barn. Um, yeah, just that yeah. old school feel yeah. with the bleacher seats. That's funny. That's funny. Um, it, it is bro. eerily so, similar. It's so strange. Like it's just like a. It's not that loud in there. Like it's just like cold. Yeah, like it's cold. It doesn't feel right in there. It feels haunted. No disrespect. <laughs> and they also got those old ass uh, urinals in the bathroom. I don't know if you ever had a chance to go to the bathroom, but nah, I was no, randomly yeah. perusing around. As I was getting prepared for the game. But regardless, RU goes out and they're up the entire game. I'm calling it with Jerry. And you sit in this really weird area of the arena, which is like top right corner out of the way. Nobody paying attention to you or could see you. It's like that weird 2K view that you never use. Um, (laughs) and, And then they're winning the entire game. And then the last one minute and 15 seconds, RU surrenders a 10-point lead, um, which was crazy because Jamison Battle just went ballistic. Uh, and everything that could go wrong for RU went wrong in a matter of, obviously, seconds. Yeah. Um, surrendering big shots, turnovers, and a real weird decision trying to break the press. Dog. I texted you and you said crazy. you were driving. Like, what, Yo, what the hell just happened? I'm not going to lie. I jinxed the shit out the game. I was <laughs> I was doing workouts with, with my kids for training. We're doing workouts and... 
I got I got the game on the TV while we're doing workouts. So like there's a TV in the gym, so I, I turned it on so you could see the game. And the way like the workout was scheduled, it finished with like five minutes left in the game. So and I'm talking trash like, yeah, we good. Like we're chilling. We're about to win this game. I'm gonna just drive home. And I texted Randy, uh, the academic advisor. She was like, oh, I'm so nervous right now. And, and uh, my mom was actually in Minnesota to watch the game. A whole different story. I don't even know how to explain <laughs> why she was in Minnesota to watch the game, but she was in Minnesota to watch the game. Wow. And, and uh, she take, Randy sends me a picture of her and my mom, and they're together. And she's like, oh, we're so nervous. And, and I text back. I'm like, so far, so good. And then and then I started driving home. And as I'm driving home, I got on the play-by-play just on my phone. like, And I just keep seeing, like, made three, turnover. Made three, missed shot, layup, free throws. And I'm like, no way. And then all of a sudden, I, like, refresh it again. It just says end of second half. And I'm, like, trying to find the score. All I see is end of second half. I try to find the score, and they lost by one. And I was like, <laughs> what? And all my kids start texting me, like, you jinxed it, you jinxed it. I'm like, no. <laughs> Yo, it was Crazy. weird. It was like a, I don't know, like, it was kind of like what just happened. I was super shook when we were concluding and talking about the game afterwards in the post game show and me and jerry looked at each other like yo is this really what we're dealing with because we had already mentally concluded that the game was a dub yeah um you start kind of thinking about shut up like it should have been like at that point you got to close the game out it's just oh my god man it was yeah that's that's a that's a tough loss man but even credit to minnesota they kept they just kept yeah put on the gas yeah, but I, like, listen, down down the stretch, and this goes back to it being more than just Mawat being out. Like, Dre throws a backwards pass, so like, number one, you could tell he don't want to he don't want to shoot the free throws. Paul gets it; he immediately throws the turnover. Looks like he doesn't want to shoot the free throws, and it's like now it's a confidence thing where it's like no one really wanted the ball to step up to the foul line to finish the game, and. Mm. Those are two veterans, like those are two dudes who are, you know, just out there for senior night, and they don't want to touch the ball for the for the free throw line. So that's a problem, you know. Like you, you can't you can't have that from your two veteran guys, and, and that's what led to the turnover, and that's what led to Minnesota making the plays down the stretch. Is they just had more confidence, and their guys wanted the rock when it when it mattered. Yeah, it was a uh, that pump fake by Jamison Battle was in slow motion. Like yeah, it seemed like crazy. he had all damn day to shoot that three. And yep. there was no way he was going to miss it, the way he was playing down the stretch. So credit to him. He's a good player for sure. Um, Minnesota needed it, obviously, losing. I think they had 12 consecutive losses going into that game. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy. Play spoiler at that point. But, I mean, it's crazy to think that, obviously, everybody was devastated. You sit there and they take, all damn day it was like 15 20 minutes to conclude that you know ultimately we didn't need to stand there and wait for the final conclusion of the the final score and everything of that nature um and then you got to rebound and move ahead and get ready for senior night um yeah. and obviously shout out Caleb McConnell, Oscar Palmquist, Paul Mulcahy and Andre Hyatt I know that out of those four only Caleb has exhausted all of his eligibility yeah um you young also, quick shout out to my him. guy Andrew Fullen too. My guy Andrew and Fullen. Andrew Fullen, yeah, yeah, for my sure, dog. for sure. <laughs> shout out to Fullen. I said something to him as we was leaving yesterday. Um, what's the process like before we get into the Northwestern game of like 
the off season when dudes are contemplating their next move if they've already graduated from college and they still have basketball eligibility remaining? The process in terms of like the NBA process, you're saying? Or like No, like guys who might not have, you know, league aspirations, but they still have college eligibility or, or yeah. NCAA eligibility left. Like you well, got to make that life decision of just go to start and work in corporate America or try to go play overseas. Did you have any of this decision-making process or any eligibility once I, once remaining? I, once I, so I'll, I'll say for the fourth year first. So for the fourth year, the, the process, once I knew I was coming back to Rutgers, was more about sitting down with Randy, the academic advisor, figuring out what type of, you know, grad program I wanted to do and, you know, the, the direction I was trying to go in that case. Um, and then for my fifth year, once it, once I exhausted the eligibility, I mean, for me, I'm very independent. So I didn't really, I wasn't talking to anybody about like where I'm going from my work or anything like that. Like I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I was trying to start. So I think for me, it was a little bit different than, you know, maybe some other guys where, I think Rutgers has a great support system where if you are asking questions like, look, I'm, I don't think I'm going to play basketball anymore. This is what I'm trying to do. Can you help me? And then that's where they kind of come in and bring in those connections and the alumni and the, the Rutgers network, I think is really plays a big part right there. And you're able to, to help these guys, you know, find their next destination. Yeah. I just feel like dudes be old as shit out there sometimes. Old as hell. I was in regards to like the COVID years. Yeah. Dudes be playing forever. So I mean, Penn State had some dudes like a, in his seventh year or something. Yeah, like 26, 20, 25, 26. <laughs> That's, That's crazy, wild. bro. At the collegiate level. Like, yo, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> At that point, for sure. Pay pull some up bills, and get a job. dog. <laughs> uh, so back to Northwestern. RU loses 65-53. Come out. Energy's electric. Um, honor the seniors pregame. Um, it's a favorable series for RU. And thinking back to earlier this year, a big-time win out yeah. in Evanston, 65-62 victory on a big-time shot by Cam Spencer with a win. I mean, Northwestern's been balling this this season. Um, and up and down, obviously taking some some lumps as of lately. Um, but it, w- it was a game that RU, uh, after Minnesota, essentially you needed. Um Really good game plan against Aldej and Boo Booey again, but it was other players that stepped up and filled that void offensively from a scoring standpoint. Man, Barheiser was hooping. Yo, he tough. He had like he, I think <laughs> I, I, I don't have the stats in front of me. I'm pretty sure he had 16 and 10. Yo, he's which tough. is crazy, man. Like he looked real. Th- I mean, he was getting to the step back, little fade off the glass, little yeah. fade in the corner. I'm like. Damn, he was super making some efficient, tough super shots. Super efficient with it too. Some super sure. tough shots, man. So credit to him for for stepping up. They did do a really good job against Boo Booey and, and Audige. I mean, Booey got a little hot down the stretch. You he know, did. I, I was I was saying it during the stream of Ron. I'm like, I don't love this matchup with Derek Gar and Boo Booey. I mean, that's just a freshman against a senior. Yeah, he's you crafty. Want, you never want to see that. You know, down the stretch in an important game in March. That's always tough. So I thought that. You know, Rutgers did well defensively. Like, what you? What was the score again? What'd you say it was? They had what, fifty three. Final score was sixty five to fifty three. Sixty five, fifty three. Okay, so, I mean, I, I didn't think the defense was that bad. Obviously, you fouled down the stretch. Um, offensively for Rutgers, I mean, it was just a it was a struggle bus, man. I, I I didn't love the pace of everything. 
it felt like it was a lot of over dribbling. I, I, I could count. I mean, there was a bunch of times where <clears throat> Cliff, Paul, Caleb, they get to their little post up and Northwestern would come double and it was just a turnover out of the double team almost every time. And uh, you never want to see that from your veteran guys. I, I think they all led the team in turnovers that game. That's tough. It's tough down the stretch. So that 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 hurt. Um, but like I was saying earlier, there's there's more basketball to be played, bro. Like at the end of the day, like it comes down to you li- like you win this game against Michigan, you're in the NCAA tournament. Like let's just like let, let's forget all the bullshit. Let's forget everything in the past. We win this game, we're in the NCAA tournament. And even if you lose the game, you might still get in. Like the bubble is weak. The bubble is it super is. weak. It so is. and the way to, these Q2 losses be turning Q1 losses and yeah. all types of different variations. You, you need to find a way to just let go of all that tension, that stress that you guys got going on right now and just hoop. Like there's one game left. Let's go do it. That's that's all you got to think about. Shit. Might as well. That's what At I'm saying. Point. Like, bro, might as well. Like, you can't play any worse. <laughs> you can't play any worse than how it just looked on senior night. You really can't. You and know? they got yeah. they got the dudes to make it happen. Like yeah, they proved man. it earlier this year. So yep. they gonna yep. okay. No, nah, I want to. I just you know, confidence should never be the issue. I've seen all these guys in the gym. Like, Paul is one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. Caleb is one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. The way Cliff has developed from his freshman year. I mean, these guys are gym rats bro like they're like they're the definition of gym rats they're the definition of guys that you would want in the locker room so like don't like trust your work you know what i'm saying like like if you're paul trust your work like you're a veteran point guard you you are a key cog in in the reason that Rutgers is where they are now like don't forget that shit bro you know what i mean like i don't i don't know i think that's all that needs to be said i think that Obviously, you know best. You play with a lot of these dudes. Um, and this time of year, you know what, what it takes. With In that game, obviously, you got to we, – we were talking about some of the individual performances as well, but that, that's the last time you see Caleb McConnell at Jersey Mike's Arena. It's crazy, bro. Like, it's crazy. One of those- I was hurting for him. I was, I was sad watching, watching the end of that game. Six steals. <laughs> Another six steal performance leads him put put him past Miles Mack for second all time on the Rucker steals list and six away from passing Eddie Jordan for first all time. So knowing how productive he is and how hard he works throughout the course of a game, that's a realistic opportunity for him to be number He's one. It. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get He's gonna it. Get number one. Yeah, they got at least two games left. Oh, for sure, for sure. And in order for them to win against Michigan, he's gonna have to really, really be active um, and, and take you know take dudes out. That's gonna be a tough matchup, and we'll get to that Very to tough. that momentarily as well. Um, but love the accountability, Steve Peichel post game. It's been a tough stretch, man. He always takes obviously the accountability for how the team is playing, and then putting things in perspective of tough cup, last couple of games. But this is a team that won. 18 games this season and 10 games in the Big Ten Conference. Yo. Equating what you guys concluded the you know your final season with from a total win standpoint in the regular season. So it just shows you the expectations from this fan base continue to just rise, rise, and rise. Yeah, we're starting to get spoiled. <laughs> starting to get spoiled a little bit. But, again, it goes back to these guys being gym rats and just working hard and doing the right things. And 
just gotta let it come to him, man. Like this is this is what you do. Don't don't overthink it. With that spoiled piece, gotta tread softly though. Because yeah. you know in a couple, maybe two to three weeks, it's gonna be a coach's carousel with dudes that are going to take on, you know, big vacancies and jobs. Mm. Got Notre Dame out there for the taking. Yeah. So somebody's going to take that job, and it's going to make a whole shift in the landscape. And I'm not speculating anything. Right. Um, nothing with Steve, with Steve Peichel. I'm just saying that you got to appreciate what you have as a head coach so they don't even think about taking those other opportunities because as yeah, soon as true. a couple of games go bad, just, you know, you hear the noise, and the fan base – Fan base will let you know what they feel, and you got to understand how bad things were yeah. for such I mean, a long time. I, I hear you on that, but the other thing too is like if you're a coach, like if I'm a coach, I know it'll be the exact same thing. Like, like God forbid, like Coach Michael went to Notre Dame, it's the same thing at Notre Dame. He's gonna he'll get him some wins, and then they start playing bad, and they're gonna be on him the same way that Rutgers fans would be on him here. So I'm not, I don't think he would look at it in that in that way, just because like. He knows how it goes. That's just that's how fans are, and and you know you you start winning, they expect things, and that's that's a good problem to have. Yeah, true. I hear you. I'm just coming from the perspective of you know being here when things were really right. really difficult, living through the yeah. dog days, bro. I got you. I got you. Looking ahead to the next game and switching over to our scouting report segment, you got. Michigan in the Big Ten tournament, obviously the RU-Michigan game from earlier this season. RU wasn't able to take down Big Blue. Is there anybody that you wanted to see the Scarlet Knights match up against, and how do you feel about RU's chances the second time around for 2023? I ain't going to lie. I didn't really think too deep into it about who who I wanted them to match up with. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, I I don't know, bro. Honestly, like right now, it really isn't. It isn't even about who they're playing. It's just about them. Like this, their last couple losses really had nothing to do with the teams they were playing against. It was. It was just about how they were as a team, how their confidence was, how together they were, and you know that's kind of where we're at right now. And I think Michigan is going to be a very hard game. Like I'm, if anything, I didn't want to get Michigan. <laughs> I did not want to get Michigan because I mean, you look at their last two games they lost in. They lost at Illinois, at Indiana. Both of them, I think, went to double OT or, or something like that. I think one of them went to overtime, one of them went to double overtime. And Illinois and Indiana are both playing great basketball right now. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't love the matchup, especially how they, mm-hmm. you know, how they did us in, in the rack too. So I'm I'm a little bit worried. I think Doug McDaniel is a really hard matchup for any of our guards. Kobe Bufkin is a very good basketball player. Hunter Dickinson is a very good basketball player. And they've been playing great. Like, they, yes, they lost two in a row. I understand that. But they lost two in a row on the road to very good basketball teams. And they were right there with both of them. So as long as their mental is right and they're like, yo, we lost, but this is where we at, I I don't feel great about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I really, I really don't. I mean, I respect it. I understand as to why, and then also Jet Howard. Right. Um, I ain't even mentioned Jet Howard. <laughs> so, I ain't even mentioned Jet Howard. Maybe the only benefit I would say watching them play is he can be a tad ball dominant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe that changes the whole dynamic. He can hurt them. Free form. That I free agree. form. I mean, mm. if there's any silver lining. 
Oh, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I thought they played a lot more together when he was out of the lineup. For sure. Uh, Doug McDaniel, I think, definitely took quantum leaps with that extra autonomy. First round game, you got Ohio State, Wisconsin, and then Minnesota, Nebraska. Uh, what do you anticipate? I, you know what I think? I honestly think that Ohio State going to really shock some people in the Big Ten. They might, they might, right? They're talented as hell, and they, right they now got they got dudes. they have nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose. There's no pressure on yeah, Ohio State. That's right dangerous. Now. Like, they got dudes, and they played well below I think their capabilities. Yeah. For a duration of this season. And Wisconsin's and, not good. I'm going to be real. Wisconsin's <laughs> not a good basketball team. Like, they're not good. <laughs> they're not a good basketball team, bro. <laughs> they're not. They're not a good basketball team. Somebody also said Nebraska has a run in them. Yo, Nebraska's a dark horse right now. Would they, would they win the last, like, the six of their last eight or eight of their last ten or something like that? It's some yeah. crazy stat. Nebraska's tough. You, and listen, I think Nebraska runs the most crisp offense right now in the Big Ten. Like, it is full speed. It is full mm-hmm. speed offense every time. So, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed with them. I don't, I don't, I'm kind of joking about them being the dark horse, but. No, somebody I, else said that. So, I, hope, I can definitely. I, I hope that they make a little run for real. I think that would be, that'd be cool to see. See Tominaga get, get, a, get going. Yeah, that, that's what March is about. Right. It's about guard play. That's it's about dude stepping up and relishing that that spotlight, and he's the perfect example of a guy that has man. that house to become a household name. Man, that man, it would be cool. It would be cool to see Tominaga in the tournament. It really. Oh, would. I know, I know. Think about all the phenomenal guards that just took over that opportunity. Right. The Jimmer Fredettes, the Steph Currys. I'm not comparing him to either of these players. I'm right, just, right, right. Those no, are the I, first dudes that came top of mind. I understand, for sure. Uh, and then just looking at this second-round matchup, obviously you got RU-Michigan at 11 a.m. Iowa-Penn State. No, no, Iowa plays the the winner of Ohio State-Wisconsin. Um, you got Penn State-Illinois. And then Maryland plays the winner of Minnesota-Nebraska. Mm. Um, got Penn State's, you know, after Rutgers rebounded, big time win. Yeah. Maryland taking a loss, like it's crazy, man. It's so unpredictable in this conference, all the way up to the final game, final whistle. I mean, let's just talk about going back to the Rutgers Northwestern game. If Northwestern lost that game, they were going to be the nine seed in the Big Ten tournament. They won the game, and out of the second seed in the Big, I've never seen anything like that in any type of conference that was when i saw that stat. i mean i was it's insane that's just crazy to me yeah like the parody's been that way all year though um yeah, true. and everybody's been saying there's not like a true dominant or a superstar group out of the big 10 on a national scale um obviously purdue has been trending towards you know one of the higher rankings for the majority of the season but they also showed that they were susceptible, um, I think, at least. Are you beating them and then, you know, other teams playing them close? What do you think will be the outcome this year compared to previous um, if there isn't, you know, that quote-unquote superstar team like that Purdue group with Jaden Ivey, um, Trayvon Williams, and Zach Eady and the likes of those dudes who had number one seed, really high expectations, but then loses to St. Peter's? Do you think a group out of this standing can essentially make it to the Final Four? Final Four. 
I don't know. I don't think so, bro. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Any of these teams I think, the I think if anybody can, honestly speaking, I would have to go with Indiana. Indiana, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. I think Indiana probably has the, mo- the mo- most complete team to make that run, and I think that they are able to – I'm trying to think of the, what's the word. They can – they can adjust well enough in like an NCAA tournament setting where they probably don't need a ton of scout and they have the talent with Hood Shafino on the wing. Yeah. Uh, Miller Cop's been through it. You know, he knows how to play. Trace Jackson Davis is obviously one of the best players in the country. So they have they have the firepower to to make that run. If this is where this is where I like I feel bad. I like Michigan in the Big Ten tournament, bro. Like, like I, as a Rutgers guy, like to get your Rutgers card. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is like, this I'm like, bro. Like, I, I could see them beating Purdue in the Big Ten tournament. I really could. And they this is where they're good. This, this is what I want to happen. I want Rutgers to win the game, and I want Rutgers to beat Purdue. But I could see, I could see Michigan making a run. I could. What are your expectations for the Big Ten Conference Championship game? Expectations? Like, what do I think it's going to be give like? Give me two names. Give me two names of teams that are going to be I can't do that. that. You can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to, bro. Hold on. I give me the two it. names of the dudes that are going to be playing at the Big Ten Championship game. I got to look at this real quick. I'm, I'm going to pull it up, too. Dog, Rutgers going to hate me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, oh, they'll be man. good. Man, oh man, I don't know. I got I, all right. So one, number one, I got Indiana making it. I think Indiana will make it to the to the championship. They got a. I think that's a very manageable path potentially. In the Minnesota, Nebraska, Maryland for a yeah. chance to play against Northwestern. Maryland's been trash on the road. They've only been good at home. I and I think Indiana's better than Northwestern. I'm not. Yeah, I don't, I don't I agree. think they're they're worried about Northwestern. Man, ah, I low key got. I, I, I probably got, you don't I, have to answer the question. I'm gonna say you don't Michigan have to State. The I'm gonna say Michigan State. I'm Michigan say State is going to make it to the Big Ten championship game. Indiana wow. versus Michigan State. Wow. I don't I don't love Purdue as of late. I haven't liked their team. Do they have enough? Is I there think, a game plan to be able to completely negate Zach Eady easy enough to make them, you know, not an effect in this type of play, this style of play, if you will? You, you just pressure the hell out their guards. You just get their guards to turn it over. I think that's the biggest thing. And like you're gonna like you're gonna try everything you can to to bully Zach Eady. It's not gonna happen. You're not gonna bully. He bullies bullies. That's just how it goes. He's the man's seven eight. But if you pressure their guards and you get them in these tough situations, the pass never goes through. It doesn't get there. And I think that we saw that with Rutgers. Rutgers did that to them, and it, and, yeah. and it worked perfectly. And and you got a guy like Cliff who's down there who can push Eady out sometimes, so that helps. And you try to get him out of position sometimes. Most of the time, you're not going to be able to do it. But I think the key is the ball pressure on their guards, and they've shown that they're turnover prone. And when they get sped up, they they don't shoot it well. 
And, you know, they have a lot of holes. Like, they, they, there's a lot of holes in, in their offense when it, when it comes to the guard play. So that's why I don't I don't love it. Um, I, I don't know. At the end of the day, they, they I mean, they're they're probably going to be a one seed or or a high two seed. So I can't really can't say too much about how how much I don't like them. No, I get it. I think that they are again. I think the key word is susceptible. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. Um, young guards. Interesting to see how that whole dynamic plays in. First time on this type of stage, although they've been playing phenomenally all year. How that translates, we'll see. If if um, if Purdue if Purdue beats the winner of Rutgers and Michigan, then I think they would. Then I think they make it to the championship. I don't think Michigan State can beat Purdue. Early games at eleven a.m. How is it? How is it? Yeah, like that's a super early start time. Uh, Trying to get into a flow, or you think that everybody doesn't even care at that point? You're just locked in, ready to go out there and hoop. I'm trying to remember how I felt. I don't. Did I? Did I play an early? I don't even know if I ever played an early game in the Big Ten tournament. I don't remember, but I don't know. It feels weird in the Big Ten tournament in general because you, you the warm up is way shorter. So like you do normally for a regular game, like you're out in the court like 90 minutes before, 70 minutes before. And then for Big Ten tournament, it's like it's like 30 or 20 or something. Like it's some way shorter. So you have to do a lot of your warm-ups in the like the locker room and in the hallway. And you're just doing like these stretches. Whereas before you're on the court like getting shots up. You know, if you're doing a dynamic warm, you can do it with a basketball. Like it's just a little bit different. So I think that in that sense, adult AAU basketball. Yeah, like it's it's, it's essentially it's, like it's weird. Get, get ready to go because yep. obviously everything's on time for TV. Yeah, all the production, the efficiency needs to be at an all time high. So you got to get ready to play, and I think that also makes it like so much more difficult to win multiple games. You also yeah. take into account you got to pick up on that scout within a twenty four hour time frame, depending on when you're starting. To hoop, it just really is a different style of basketball. It's like basketball on steroids. Um, you so, really got to lock in. I remember my freshman year. So, like, we had Coach Young as a as like the he was the top assistant for for Rutgers. He's now at Fairfield, and um, this man was in love with defense, bro. So, like, our warm up, <laughs> our warm up, our warm up changed a little bit from when he was here to where it is like what it is now. They still do some of the defensive stuff, but we did like, like more than half the warm up was defense for this man for a game. Like more than half the warm up was just defensive drills, and he what refused. Like, you got to get into the details of it, like how exhausting these and how annoying. No, annoying as hell. Exhausting. You're screaming <laughs> at the top of your lungs. You're sliding. It's like a straight shell drill. We're doing closeout drills and then jumping uh. to the ball when it was passed. And this is in warm ups, bro. This is not practice. This is warm ups. And he refused to change the warm-up for the Big Ten tournament. I'm like, yo, there's 20 minutes on the clock. I took one jump shot. I took one jump shot in, in warm-ups. One jump shot. And, and we how, ended how'd, up, you, how'd you shoot that game and did y'all win? We ended up cooking. That was the game. We won two games in a row. <laughs> we won two games in a row, bro. We beat Minnesota. We beat Indiana. And they were going head to head with an elite right now, Purdue team. We went head to head with an elite Purdue team in the in the quarterfinals yeah. as the last seed in the Big Ten tournament. And this is why these coaches get. Paid I couldn't say anything. Bucks. I couldn't say anything. I was like, yeah, I mean, like shit, we went in. I I can't be like, yo, I need to take more shots and warm ups. So I mean, 
Shout out Coach Young, man. He got he got my defense right though. I ain't gonna lie. He, yeah. He's he's a I big mean, reason why, why. I hear he was also an league. elite uh post teacher. He like was he had the big he had the big they had the big guy. He just right. gets you tired, bro. That's like <laughs> and that's really all you gotta do for the bigs. It's just like you just gotta keep getting like Because it's a wrestling match. Yeah, Every it's a wrestling. He would, he would just have you run through like other. five different pads and then and then like just try to lay you it up over it like the pad. over you an gotta, extended arm. Like uh, and then just have you do that like 20 times until you couldn't breathe anymore. And, <laughs> and then you switch sides to the left side and do the same thing again. It got out of workout. Guards got it easy, bro. Be down there working on your step backs. Yeah, yeah just skill, just straight skill work. Straight skill work. They be yeah. treating the the big men like second class citizens. Nah, he did. He did. He did a good job with the bigs. Though he did a lot of different, <laughs> a lot of different mic and drills and stuff. It, it, it went really well. I mean, it paid dividends for sure. Yeah. Every big that's that's operated on them has gotten substantially better year after year. So yeah. got to respect it. He got miles a lot better. He got miles. Oh yeah, for a lot sure. Better. For sure, man. It's going to be an exciting couple of days in Chicago. Obviously, got the live pod opportunity and night as well, which is going to be extremely lit. Um, I've never seen or partaken or, you know, been to one. So right. excited to see every everybody and that all come together. Excited for Rutgers basketball. Uh, it's going to be, I think, the resurgence that they definitely need in order to – uh, right this ship and I think start clicking on all cylinders right before the NCAA tournament. Um, I think they can come out in there and beat Michigan and they got uh, a ton of incentive to, to be able to do so. You want to prove all the haters wrong and, 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 yep. and silence all the noise. Silence all the noise. So excited 100%. to see what that looks like, man. Um, and then obviously all the other activities that are going to be going on around the city. It's going to be it's going to be a, a lot of good energy. It's going to be great energy and, and like you said, these guys got just got to be motivated I'm hoping that they, you know, they come together, have a, you know, have some sort of team meeting and just talk about, you know, what was our goals at the beginning of the year and where are we at now? Did we reach them? Did we not? And what can we do to still attain them? And how do we do that together? And how do we do it the right way? And I think that these guys, they, I mean, they've done it before. Like all these guys, they know what it takes. So just having that motivation and having that passion understanding that this could be your, your you know your last college basketball game um or i guess not it won't be i mean either way they'll they'll, they'll play again but understanding that it's winner go home and if you want to win a big 10 championship then you got to win you got to get past michigan and you got to do that together and you got to do it the right way so hoping that these guys can can figure that out and, and be motivated like you said with the, with the incentives and just go get it man just have fun like a big 10 tournament is always the best because you can just have fun with it like don't don't stress it too much for sure, man. I I, uh, I I respect and appreciate it, and I'm excited to see how everything plays out starting this Wednesday at the United Center in Chicago. The Big Ten Tournament is going to be dope. Appreciate you all tuning in to this episode of the Are You Listening podcast. We'll be back once the tournament concludes to talk about, obviously, to look ahead. I hope in fingers crossed, are you is where they need to be to be in the field for the NC2As this year. So sure. let's go. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. 
Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.